Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, a sports card podcast with two collectors from opposite sides of New York City. Craig and Carmine share sports card stories from the perspective of a teacher and broadcaster. This is Crosstown Cardboard. Welcome to episode 36 of Crosstown Cardboard, the Marcus Smart and Jerome Bettis episode. Not very many 36s, but they are significant. And the title of this one is This Calls for a Celebration, because my partner Craig at New York City Sports Cards, the teacher and soccer coach, originally from on Long Island, but now in New York City, has something to celebrate, and it involves his teaching. And I also have something to celebrate. And I'm Carmine at Carmine's Cards on Instagram, the sports and news broadcaster right now in Southern Oregon, but not for long. And that's part of the tease of our celebration that we have coming. So, Craig, what's going on in your world? I think a lot of people have already seen what you're going to be celebrating on Instagram because they've seen the video. But how are you doing and what should we all be celebrating that's good for the hobby for all of us? Well, for one, we should be celebrating the last day of New York City Public Schools, which was today for the students. (laughs) I will miss them dearly, but I am quite looking forward to summer. Mm -hmm. Now, we talk about cards on this podcast and we are going to keep it about cards, right? We're not just here to celebrate our good news. Our good news pertains to the hobby that we all love. Yes. So I was lucky enough that a producer from the local Fox five, New York reached out to me because an Instagram friend of mine, Luis, who's Supreme collectibles is his Instagram name. Someone I know through the hobby is friends with this producer at Fox five and the producer reached out to me and, he heard about the card club and he said he wanted to run a story on it. And, you know, we coordinated a time. I got a big turnout of students to pull to my card club. And if you're listening for the first time, I'm, I'm a teacher in New York City and I run an after school program at my school called Card Club. And it's exactly what it sounds like. We collect trading cards. We talk about them. Some of my students actually go to shows and buy and sell. And Fox 5 came in. They filmed it. It was awesome. We got student interviews. My principal got interviewed. I got interviewed. And the final product came out last week around Thursday, Wednesday. I can't quite remember the exact date. And I got to say, I was amazed by how well the final product turned out. And it really put Card Club in such a positive light because you could just hear the students talking about their collecting and you could see how much fun they're having. And It means a lot to me because I I did spend a lot of hard work and time after school trying to put together this card club and trying to help these high school students take interest in a hobby that we've been doing our whole lives. So this is almost um, it's confirmation that, you know, we're doing good work and the feedback's been amazing. So definitely check that out on my Instagram. They did such a nice job at highlighting card club. And again, just the joy that it brings to the students and feedback's been amazing. There's so many plans for Card Club for next year, and and I, I just hope it uh, I hope it spreads awareness that if there's other teachers out there and they think they have the means in their school and students who might be interested, then they could start their own Card Club. And yeah, I think this calls for a celebration because you know I'm I'm really not one who likes the spotlight, believe it or not, which is sounds kind of ironic considering we have a podcast, but I kind of just I stay in the back, I listen. But for this particular instance, this Fox 5 News Store and Card Club, I was pretty damn proud of. I shared it with anyone that I know that's involved with cards. And, yeah, we're, we're going to celebrate just trying to do good 
for the hobby and the kids and the future of the hobby. And I was proud that we have this great thing going with the Crosstown Cardboard Podcast and just our friendship also to see you have that, you know, moment in the sun of, you know, the biggest, the number one media market deciding that your school and your card club is a great reason to do a story on and something that they wanted to celebrate in their community too. So, uh, you know, we were in the Wolfpack group chat, we were going crazy about it and posting it everywhere. And um, man, what a, what a cool moment. And all those kids got to talk about it too. I mean, not just you talking about it. It was really nice to hear what they felt they were getting out of it. Have you talked to any of your card club students about how they felt about the piece now that it came out? Yeah, they loved it. They crushed it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was so impressed with the way they, they conducted themselves on camera. And I had absolutely no idea what any of my students were going to say, talk about what they were going to be asked. But there was one student of mine who's a Pokemon collector, and he talked about how the card club is very inclusive. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea he was going to say that. But I mean, my heart melted when he said that, because that's, that's the whole point. Try to create a community of cards in my classroom that's inclusive to anyone no matter what your interests are that's great what were some i mean we looked at the video and the instagram reel and it looked like hundreds of views I'm, I'm sure you're into the thousands now you know with how that stuff catches on and spreads do you know how many views or shares or likes and then what are i would love to hear some of the feedback you got because you said it was so great the reel got over six thousand plays which is i i was blown away by it um, nice. it, actually, the story aired again on Fox this past weekend after the Yankees-Red Sox game. Oh, wow. And my principal said he got hit up by it. And my principal is friends with someone that works for Tops, a.k.a. Fanatics. And we might get something going here with my high school. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I got some, I got some plans. But, hey, we want to talk about how this good news impacts the hobby and impacts our collecting. For me, yeah. like how I buy, sell, trade, it's business as usual. But as far as the card club for next year, I've got multiple field trips lined up. I've had so many people reach out regarding fresh donations. So even though the card club lost a little momentum by the end of this year, I'm pretty fired up for next year, getting a new crop of students, getting new donations. And I want to get at least like five or six different field trips. That's the nice thing about New York City is I could think about five or six different establishments that could host us for a field trip all around the collectibles market. And we could, we could take the train to get there. So I want to, I just want to continue getting more kids involved and just show them that collecting cards is super fun. Yeah. And what a great promotion. If, if somebody's on the fence at your high school to be like, well, I don't know if I want to join the card club. I got other stuff going on after school. And then they see all these kids and the way they're talking about it on the news. And they see that card club is on the news and how cool, mm -hmm. you know, the slow-mo shots of all the cards and the music to it. I mean, that's, that's a great, springboard for you i'm so happy you got that thank you i appreciate it and another point that it just came to me now is if anyone listens to us i think we talk a lot about collecting and then there's also we talk about flipping right we talk about this from a business side me mm -hmm. personally i sell cards i try to make a little profit so that i could fund my own pc and if you listen to what a lot of kids had to say most of them ironically enough or maybe not ironically um how they talk about how this could be a side hustle and how they learn the value of cards, but they also just like collecting their favorite players in Pokemon. So coincidentally enough, what, what they had to say in those regards is pretty much exactly how you and I, and I think a lot of people collect, right? We like to sell, we like to make a little money, but we also collect and we try to use those profits to fund cards that really mean something to us. Yeah, 
that makes it, I mean, clearly you're rubbing off on them. Cause I think that's a, you've struck a really great balance, I think. And you've also taught me a lot about, you know, the importance of having that PC along with flipping the cards and making some money and having it as a side hustle, but having the foundation of the things that you really love to collect and that you put away and, you know, and that you, that you don't touch. Yeah. And I, I want to make this very clear. I do want to make this very clear because I talk about how I don't like to be in the spotlight. And a lot of people ask me, like, how did this come about? I did not reach out to Fox 5. The producer reached out to me because he had heard about the idea. And then once he did, we hit the ground running. We made it happen. And why is that a key point that you want to make? Because uh, I don't know. Just me as a person. I'm never the one to be like, hey, look at me. Look at me. Check out my club. It just kind of happened organically. Mm-hmm. Which I think similarly with this podcast, we just we put out content, we share it on Instagram. That's kind of it. We just we we let it flow from there. Yeah, I mean, of course, we want people to watch it and listen, and definitely thankful for the people who do. And like you said, once we get the opportunity to have somebody's ear and or have their eyes also on YouTube or ears on podcast, we try to take advantage and you know promote it to a certain extent, but. Yeah not be pushy about it. Like if you, if you want a podcast or a YouTube to listen to, or if you want to join the card club, here's what we offer. We think it's great. We hope you do too. But if not, you know, that's your cup of tea. Yeah. And one of my, I posted on my personal account too. And having people that I went to high school with that I haven't spoken to in a decade, reaching out to me like, Oh man, I got to find my cards. And I'm like, yeah, bro, hit me up. Like <laughs> take pictures. I'll tell you what you're working with. That was super cool. So oh, it was that's good. great. as great as it was for a couple of days, you know, my 15 minutes of fame. I'm moving on to the next and I'm already uh, plotting and planning for uh, what's ahead. That's great that you had, cause I've had the same thing, you know, I mean, I wasn't on the local news. I mean, I'm on the local news here, but my card I mean, club, always on the local news. <laughs> I'm always on the local news, but my card club wasn't on the local news to create these connections. But I've also had a similar thing. People on Facebook or Instagram. Hey, I found my cards. I was wondering if you could let me know what you think they're worth and stuff like that. It's pretty cool all the connections that you can make off the hobby and not too many people are on the news talking about their card club. So that that's great that you got that. Yep. Appreciate it. I definitely appreciate that. And I'm pretty fired up for card club next year. Um, What's to come. So stay tuned, but I think your news is a little bit more significant than mine. So share with the audience, whatever you want to share, but this is pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks, bro. I don't think, I mean, I think your impact is going to be felt from that card club a lot more than my individual move, but hopefully I can have a, an impact at my next spot. And so uh, I just recently accepted a sports reporter slash anchor job at Fox Carolina, which coincidentally your card club also had the Fox affiliate broadcast it. So that was kind of cool. It's technically in Greenville, South Carolina, which sounds like a really, you know, middle of nowhere town, but it's market size 37. And just to give you a, uh, that's how, you know, in TV, if you're not familiar, that's the DMA is how you figure out how many households you have, which could pick up your station signal. So you can imagine, you know, New York is number one, LA is number two. And then in the top 10, you have like Chicago, uh, San Francisco, you know, uh, Phoenix, Arizona is like 11 uh, and other, you know, big cities across the country. And so to be in market 37, 
is great. And to be back full-time sports is amazing for me. I'm really happy that, you know, my journey is back on the sports trajectory, which is one of the reasons why we love sports cards so much. I mean, if we didn't love sports first and foremost, we wouldn't be collecting cards of the athletes who play them. And I'm coming from Medford, which is around market 135. So it's like a hundred market jump from Medford to Greenville and, you know, from news and sports in Medford to just sports in Greenville. And it's it's the home station of Clemson, the Clemson Tigers. So that'll be awesome to cover a, you know, national contender football team and all their other teams who are great too. And then it's also a hotbed for the University of South Carolina Gamecocks with Dawn Staley and that great women's basketball team over there. So another national contender, huge rivalry in South Carolina between those two. So it's a hotbed of college athletics over there. And then uh, Charlotte, the uh, Carolina Panthers, only an hour and a half away. Uh, and, you know, the Hornets as well. And then Atlanta, Georgia is about two and a half hours away, you know. So, but anyway. That's cool. That Will you get to announce or at least recap games where LaMelo Ball is playing? Yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll pump them. I'll, I'll hype them for the card. Pump LaMelo Ball. Um, yeah. Oh, there's definitely some card like uh, like our friend Kevin Nagande likes yeah. to likes to bring in some card talk into his uh, broadcast. You're gonna have to find a way to do it. But to so uh, summarize, so you're going from local news and sports in basically the 135th biggest market, yes, in the country, and now you're doing just sports in the 37th largest market in the country, right? Covering being the lead sports anchor for some of the biggest college football and basketball programs in the country. Kind of. Yeah. I, I, we, I'm, I'm the second man at our station. Uh, we yeah, have, but you're, you're number one in our hearts. Always. Thank you, bro. Thank you. bro. So, and, and another point of reference when I was in Casper, Wyoming as the sports director, that was market 196. Oof. There's only about 210 media markets <laughs> okay. in the country. So I was really, but that was one of the best experiences I had out there, you know, coming up with, my own stuff and no rules as far as what I could go and, and cover and do stories on. And, you know, I'm right near one of my favorite sports card outlets, which is in Charlotte, one stop sports cards. And uh, my boy, Mike Martin, who I used to work with at ESPN is a co-owner over there. So Hell yeah. um, really cool. And the way this ties into cards, I mean, we want to celebrate some of our own accomplishments because we're amazed that people, you know, listen and support us personally, as well as in the hobby too. So we want to, you know, include parts of our personal life as well. But another reason this is cause for celebration uh, in the hobby is because we've talked about several times how in Medford in Southern Oregon, there's really not that many shows for me to go to. I mean, I went to Burbank, I went to San Francisco, I go to Portland. Those are long trips. Portland's a four and a half hour drive. San Francisco was a plane flight, and so was Burbank all the way in Southern California. So now I'm in the South where I haven't really checked out the card scene totally, but I'd imagine, you know, there's way more shows I could drive to, you know, two and a half hours to Atlanta, hour and a half to Charlotte, like I mentioned. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. And maybe in the sports card hobby, there could be new fandom coming. You know, Clemson nearby, Gamecocks. There's some great athletes who 
you know, Debo Samuel to name one with the Gamecocks and then way too many to even name for Clemson, you know, uh, quarterbacks, wide receivers all over the map. So mm-hmm. celebration in the professional life, but also, you know, opening new doors to the hobby that we don't even know yet. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously congratulations. First of all, um, amazing new opportunity way to grind from Wyoming to Medford, Oregon, to the Carolinas and you're on East coast time that might help with our recording schedule, which is fantastic, <laughs> but that's pretty cool that your job is probably going to take you closer to the hobby or shows yeah. more shops, more collectors. So good for you. That is awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, this does call for a celebration clickbait yeah. title, like you read about, but also accurate. Yes. And that's what you've been, you've been spot on with the clickbait, but accurate titles lately i mean you know you really have but we talked about our celebrations and um thanks for everyone for joining us we're also celebrating our 36th episode of crosstown cardboard which is pretty cool so for our recent moves that we've made are you raising your hand craig yes, please I, I would like to make go, i would like to make a point go ahead <laughs> uh, in hebrew high is 18 so 36 is double high 18 and with that High means life, and since 18, 36 is double high or double life, we're just celebrating two lives right here. It's a little serendipitous oh when you break wow. it down like that. Yeah. What a connection! Mm-hmm. You you're you're sharp tonight. I mean, you're usually sharp, but it's the vitamin D. It's the extra vitamin D I've been getting. Yeah, yeah, you look good. The tan looks good. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about these recent moves. Let's get into uh, you know we had some some fun updates on. Yeah our lives and, uh, you know, relating to the hobby as well, of course. But now we love to really get into the cards, big time card guys, which makes sense why we started the podcast. What are some of the recent moves you've been up to? Okay. One of my favorite buys that I made this week, I'm just going to cut right to it. 2021, 2022 tops Chrome UEFA champions league, Jude Bellingham. Ooh, that's going to be tough to see with the green screen. That's okay. We'll pull up the picture. Yeah. Um, gold refractor PSA 10, Numbered out of 50, this is the future stars insert, and this is a pop two. Now, what is significant about this card? Future stars is one of the sets in modern soccer that kind of has some continuity. You see it a lot. Like when you think of popular insert sets of modern soccer, future stars is one of them. Jude Bellingham, I bought this card last week. uh, And the very next day, he signed his deal with Real Madrid. Oh, wow. Good for you. Jude Bellingham is one of the best young midfielders in the entire world. This is the Future Stars Gold Refractor PSA 10 numbered out of 50. And I have the same exact card in Erling Holland, also gold Future Stars PSA 10, also in his Dortmund kit, just like this Jude one here. So the thing I like about pairing those two is, one, they're both on different teams and they're both in their Dortmund kit when they play together, which says, hey, Dortmund is doing something right as far as developing players. I also like the irony that – even though the insert is future stars, uh-huh. he's only 19. And I feel like he very quickly outgrew the title of future star. And he is a current star. Ooh. You know, I'm a sucker for a pop two. It's gold. It's one of those cards. Like, am I married to it that I want to keep it? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But if I, uh, I'm not able to sell it for the right price, I'll happily hold on to this. Again, he's 19 and one of the best midfielders in the world playing for Real Madrid gold i'm a sucker for gold so that was my first buy of the week that's exactly the type of card that you want with the collecting you like it enough 
but also the flipping potential. And it makes you so versatile uh, to do multiple different things. Fun fact, Craig, Jude Bellingham, one of the few soccer cards I've ever owned. I owned a Jude Bellingham autograph also in his Borussia Dortmund kit, to use the soccer term, along with a Ronaldo autograph. Um, But I have not owned many soccer cards, and that's one of them. So, hey, that's a a great pickup. Thank you. And uh, my buddy on Instagram, Kobe underscore FC91. First of all, congratulations on your newborn. Great soccer collector. About the future star set, he made a really good comment. He said it's one of the true legacy sets in modern soccer, which is an oxymoron when you think about it. Why is that? Legacy set, but modern soccer. Because modern soccer hasn't been around that long. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the set's only been around for a few years, future stars, but it kind of holds a place in uh, the modern soccer card world. And it's funny because I sent you, we're always sending each other, which a lot of our friends on Instagram send us DMs of somebody's story or somebody's post if they're selling a card that we might be interested in, like a Larry Bird, Magic Johnson for me, soccer for you or Giannis or Knicks for both of us. And I sent you a Lionel Messi blue wave card. I think it was numbered out of 199. And because it wasn't a legacy set or it didn't have the continuity that you like to emphasize, meaning it's in every year of that product so you can track it throughout time, you told me you weren't interested. And that that emphasizes exactly one of the reasons you like that future star set. That's it. Yep. It's the true goal. I'm such a sucker for gold. It looks good. It's out of 50. Um, that's that. Tell me about a yep. card you bought this week. All right. So I picked up one I'm really excited about because, you know, we put D3 athletes on our uh, intro, me with golf playing D3 and you with soccer. But possibly my best sport was bowling. I was the MVP of my high school bowling team. Uh, I went to a private Catholic high school. Iona humble Prep. brag, humble brag, hum, hum, humble brag. Uh, I went to Iona prep in New Rochelle, New York for oh. my first two years of high school. And I was the MVP of the bowling team as a sophomore. We finished fourth in the New York city Catholic high school league. Nice. Out of five whole, in the whole city. Oh, you son of, so <laughs> we no, there was a lot of competition. I mean, sure. you wouldn't believe when we went to like the regional competition and we're bowling and, People are hyped up. They're pounding their chest. And I've bowled since fourth grade and I have my own bowling ball. Point point being that I'm really into bowling. So I picked up, <laughs> I think it's the coolest bowling card I've ever seen. I know it's uh, coming here. Yeah, But it's the Pete Weber. You guys might have seen this if you're watching on the Crosstown Cardboard YouTube. It's the who do you think you are? I am Pete Weber, his a legendary celebration that's gone viral multiple times over when he needed a strike. I think it was to win the championship in the PBA. I could be wrong, but I think it was the, the title of the whole season. And he, he made a strike and he turned around. Who do you think you are? I am, you know, like as if he's God, basically as if he's God, you know, from the Bible, Uh, I am who am. And, and that type of terminology. Uh, so it's numbered out of 300. It's got his autograph and it basically has one of the most legendary celebrations in all of sports, not just bowling. Nice. Uh, nice John Hancock too. Yeah. Look right? at Pete. 
you could tell he's used to using his fingers, you know, in bowling. Mm, he's got a great, great handwriting. Uh, by the way, you saying that's the coolest bowling card you've ever seen is like me telling my sister she's my favorite sibling I've ever had. Right. There I only have one sibling. Bowling card right, right. No, I get it. I don't, I don't <laughs> come across a bowling card very often, but. Uh, so I picked that up from our boy Dave at Extraordinary Dave. Cards. Dave always finds his way into this podcast. Yes. I mean, he's an extraordinary guy, and he has and he extraordinary had a, cards. He had a Stranger Things autograph that our good friend Oz was able to pick up today. Oh. I will take credit for the assist there. Um, happy he was able to pick that up. Yeah, that's great. And he has great stuff, and he's negotiable, reasonable, especially because we've all built up a relationship with him. And uh, – Quick and easy deal, fair for both, and that's something I'm not gonna move because it's so yeah, unique and, and brings me cool. back to that to that moment of wow, this guy loved it to the max. You know his his celebration and people connect with that because it's just it's an awesome display of emotion from somebody who really cares about what they're doing and reaches the pinnacle of it. Yeah, uh, I could hear his voice in my head saying, "Who do you think you are? I am." <laughs> right. Um, so my next three moves, pretty small, so I'm gonna go through them all at once, kind of quick. Someone on Facebook very randomly was like, hey, I'm looking for tops, chrome, basketball, gold refractors out of 99, which is very pretty obscure. And I just mm -hmm. happened to have one in my collection. You see this J.R. Smith gold refractor. Yes, you showed that to me before. Out of 99. So I'm like, I mean, this, this guy on Facebook is looking for these exact type of cards. I don't really need this for my collection. So I sold it for him. I mean, use your imagination. It's not a very expensive card. 25, yeah. 30 bucks, but I made a quick 20% profit on it. I'm all about percentages. You keep the, got to keep this train rolling here. You know, singles, singles, singles. Tony yep. Gwynn. I always think Tony Gwynn, just get on base, singles. And eventually you reach 3,000 hits that way. Exactly. Um, uh, is that the same year as my David Lee? 2005, six? Yes, 05, yes, 06. This is my PC Twinsies. David Lee rookie year. Gold Refractor, numbered out of 99, and a BGS 9.5. Any chance we get to shout out a Nick in connection mm -hmm. with us and with the cards we're talking about, we cannot pass that up. Yeah, I mean, the J.R. Smith, like, I bought it for 20 and I probably sold it for, like, 28 But at least it's going into someone's collection who is specifically looking for those cards. Yep, another assist. Uh, next card I picked up, just inventory. Just need inventory for the National. 2009 Top Chrome Robert Lewandowski, a gold refractor, which you really cannot see well in this picture right now, but we'll pull it up on YouTube. Yep. Again, the true gold, numbered out of 50. Now, you probably think, well, what's so special about this one? It's a PSA 9. There's a lot of different golds out there. Well, this is from 2019 Tops Chrome Bundesliga. What makes that set significant? That is the Erling Holland true rookie card. Ah, so okay. From, from this set... The Erling Holland Red Refractor in a PSA 10 sold for $100,000 Whoa! last week. So when you think about the different Lewandowski gold refractors you can get, like yeah, there's Topps Chrome 2021, there's Topps Chrome Bundesliga. I like this one because it's specifically from the year where like, like you can't buy boxes of this. They're super expensive. Mm -hmm. so that's a nice little touch to it. I always think back to our podcast with Shyway Vlogs when he talks about the significance of the set, like the first ever set. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is not the first year of Topps Chrome Bundesliga, but there's significance to the set. Yes, yes, exactly. And he was talking about this era is going to be defined as the gold era. You know, Panini gold. Panini. He did say Panini, Panini gold. This is yes. top. Yes. But, but I it's, like gold. it's still a connection to something that's identifiable about that set. Like if you look at any set that LeBron was in, 0304, mm -hmm. 
or you know michael jordan you know with the 86 fleer now all the cards in that set yes. have gotten a boost great point you know great I mean, point like uh, look at that i mean it, it is it adds to it because it had the iconic border with the red white and blue and you know and it was a unique design and then you have the sticker you know 86 as well but because he's the guy in that set you know or kobe in his set right you know but like, he, like a he, like a kobe 0304 top chrome refractor has a little more significance than uh yes 2002 2003 right right there and no go. no shame on yao ming and amari stoudemire for coming in that year but great players you know what i mean when lebron comes in it makes the set iconic and Kirk Heinrich, let's not forget about and, and and Kirk, we back to back Kirk Heinrich mentions um, from our set collecting episode. Who would have thought? Episode. Yeah, Who thought? he's definitely listening. So let me give you a recent sale I made, which was a big one. Okay, uh, I sold my Magic Johnson flawless at a ten on card auto with the game used chunky three color patch, uh, and that was the one I got at Burbank. Sent it away for grading. Got a BGS 8 with a 10 auto. Uh, I was into that card for 1750 after grading. I did a trade plus cash. Originally was into it for 1600 in the Burbank card show trade night. Sent it off for grading. That was another 150 So 1600 plus 150 Wait, 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 wait. Math checks out. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So I was into it for seventeen fifty. I haven't been trying to sell it really that actively, but somebody hit me up on Facebook and Instagram uh, from a sale that I posted, and I've been putting it out there, asking two and a half grand for it because that was what the last one sold for, and it hadn't sold this same Magic Flawless numbered out of ten auto with the chunky patch vertical hadn't sold in almost a year now. That one was a BGS nine and it sold for two and a half K. Okay. So I'm like in a rare card like that from a BGS nine to a BGS eight grade, you know, I don't really think it affects it that much. Uh, maybe a little bit. Not that kind of card. No, I mean, it comes up, it came up once a year, you know, the and the vertical flawless out of 10 is so desirable. You know, it's it's worth a lot more than the horizontal. Wait, give me one second. I just want yeah, to move yeah. to the edge of my seat as I wait to hear what you sold this for. <laughs> okay, so all, after all those details, so I was into it for seventeen fifty. I ended up selling it and netting $2,300. Wow, so, nice. So, yeah, so $550 profit. And That um, is a, I'm, I'm a percentage guy here. Yeah, yeah. 31.42% profit. That is pretty awesome. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I was happy about it. And, you know, it's a little bit bittersweet to let that card go. I mean, it was the nicest, as far as value-wise, magic card I have in my collection. I'm really gearing more toward Larry Bird, you know, mostly, and Magic second. But, you know, when I got that $550 profit tough, tough dangling tough. over me, yeah, I'm like, all right, now it seems like the time to sell. And he came up, his original offer was 1800 and I was at 2500 And I he came up to like two grand. I was like, I think 24 is really, you know, where I want to be at. And then he offered 23. So I said, and I think you'll be proud of me. Originally, I was like, well, let's meet at 2350. And he's like, oh, let me, let me think about it. Let me sleep on it. And 
I also slept on it and I'm like, do I really want to risk this sale to go from a $550 profit, which is what he offered to a $600 profit and squander this whole 550 profit I have sitting right in front of me. So I messaged him back. I didn't even let him respond. And I said, listen, I'll accept your $2,300 offer. I was thinking about it. You came up, you know, $500 and you met me and I respect, you know, how much you came up in the deal. So I ended up selling it for $2,300 and um, $550 profit, even though it was oh, yeah. a, a great card. I was proud of that sale and it, it felt nice to move a big one, especially right now where, you know, we on our last talk with Ken at Sports Card Lessons, also a member of the Wolfpack, and he was saying a lot of those cards he's not seeing sell at shows. So I got the opportunity to liquidate, make a profit, make some more money setting up for national where I want to be cash heavy and be able to pick up some Larry Bird cards for the PC maybe, or, you know, some more 0304 ultimate collection, ultimate signatures, the horizontal set I'm collecting. And now I'm in a better position to do that. Good for you. Good for you. It's also, you'll, you'll get other magics. I'm sure that won't be the last patch auto you acquire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that felt good. Good for you. So one more card I bought this week. I love this. So I bought this <laughs> from a friend of mine in the hobby. He's a New York guy, Clark. He is Black Bridge the Brands on Instagram. He's actually located out of like the Catskills area. So he cornered that market, which is uh, really smart when you think about it. He posted a story sale. I see him at Bleecker all the time. He posted a story sale just filled with mid-2000s patches. Like Pal we're talking like Palgasol Grizzlies, Trace McGrady Magic, like nice chunky three color. And I'm like, okay. Nice. Show, show me some Knicks. There, there, <laughs> there's there's got to be some Knicks in the mix here. Oh, nice. So there wasn't a Knicks patch, but what is our, you and I, one of our favorite mid-2000s jersey set? You mm. own two of them. I own one of them. I own two of them. Oh, you're talking about the exquisite. Yes, I am. The uh, extra exquisite. Yes, I am. With the amazing, four. Amazing set. Amazing four set. four game-used jerseys, no, yeah. Numbered out of 25. It's exquisite. I just think it's a, a great looking jersey card. So and it has so many legends too. If you're watching on the YouTube, you'll see I got the Wilt Chamberlain and the Bill Russell. And Craig at the last national picked up the Michael Jordan with the quad yes, game yeah. jerseys. So this one came across on a story sale. Boom. Earl the Pearl Monroe. Oh, nice. Extra exquisite. He's wearing the Knicks uniform. It's got the Knicks logo on the back. Dude, I'm like. I need that. What do you want for it? He said 25 plus shipping. I said, done deal. Lock it in all day long, twice on Sunday. And I don't have any Earl the Pearl Monroe cards in my collection. And this is just perfect for me. 2006, 2007, extra exquisite quad game worn jersey out of 25. The only little eh to it is that the jersey might be from his time on the Bullets just because okay. of the coloring, but could also be next blue, whatever. As long as he's in the Knicks uniform on the card, I could live with that. Yeah, yeah. And you'll never you'll never know. So so dude, 31 bucks. If I see that at a show, no question. That's so that great. is going straight to the Knicks PC. It is crazy in this hobby how much satisfaction you can get out of a $30 purchase. Oh, uh, and there's so many that are like, you know, just will will really tickle your fancy for 30 bucks. I mean, you know, you can be balling on a budget for sure. Look at him. He's got this big smile. 
The pearls are just happy to be playing basketball in that picture. And you just know he was getting ready for that iconic spin move that he really, you know, set off and then became a champion with the Knicks. So let me ask you this, Craig. This will, yes, this will really be serendipitous to shout out the great Walt Clyde Frazier, another Nick, and Earl the Pearl's backcourt teammate. Because, as you know, both of my extra exquisite game-used jerseys, Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, are numbered 9 out of 25. What is your Earl the Pearl numbered? Ooh, I didn't even if get it, a chance. If it's 9, we got to we gotta um, take next week off the podcast. Oh, celebrate. it's 8. Oh, oh so close. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's great. Oh, well, still super cool. Um, happy about that one. Going right into my Knicks PC. One day when we own a house and I set up my whole Knicks card and memorabilia display, that is going right there in it. Good for you. Good for you. And it'll go right next to the uh, 1969-70 tops set that we talked about on the last episode of all the New York Knicks cards. Oh, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So speaking of collecting Knicks, you know, we want to uh, go back to our last episode a little bit because we had some great viewer feedback and some viewer responses. So the great Michael Sweetney, uh, I, I mentioned these as far as the set collecting that I'm picking up. The 0304 Ultimate Signatures, uh, Ultimate Collection, and I got three on-card rookie autos that came in the mail. The Michael Sweetney, the Jarvis Hayes, and the infamous number two pick, Darko Milicic. And uh, so those all came in. That's sweet. Nice. And it matches my Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony from the same set. And I have my Patrick Ewing, which is out for grading now. So I got six right now. And there's only 21 in that set. So if if I'm enough of a savage, I'll be able to pick those up. 21 savage. But 21. 21. uh, 21. 21. Yeah. Thanks, bro. So um, not that many cards in the set. And the good news is there's not very many clunkers, which is good because I don't want a set full of clunkers and, you know, hardly known players just because I wanted to complete the set. So uh, that's something to look forward to already uh, a little over a third of the way there. Good oh, under under a third, under a third. I'm sorry. Yeah, math, bro. Six divided by 31. Yeah, definitely less than 33%. No, 21, 21, 21. Six out of 21. Still less than 33%. Right, right. I know. I know. Three times six, 18, but Whatever. pretty pretty well on my way, you know, already. So I would say go for it. You, you know the hard ones, to, MJ, Kobe, LeBron, but yep. manifest it. Manifest. Bird, Magic, Stockton, Gary Payton, some other great guys in there. So Dennis Rodman. So I'm excited about that. And you mentioned something, Craig, that we wanted to do a little of our journalistic reporting since we both have experiences with the news very recently. And you mentioned the term set break in our last episode, where we were talking about the power of set collecting. And I wanted to hopefully, you know, for some people who know, that's great. Know what that term means. We were talking about, we didn't know what that meant when people put that in their eBay heading. This is a set break. So can you uh, please share some of the responses we got to hopefully add to our audience's hobby journey, just like we learned more. Yeah. The, so last week's episode, episode 35, the power of set collecting, great feedback, which I was not expecting, but I want to yeah. highlight a couple, especially about that term set break that we talked about. Matthew, 1956 tops guy, who was a listener, and I believe was on one of Rob's roundtables. Yeah. 
reached out and said, people put set break into their listing to notify other collectors that they are selling other cards from that set. They're basically advertising for their options. Many times it is someone taking a full set and breaking it. They just put that in the title to let people know that there are other items from that same set. There you so go. Shout out to Matthew for the intel. And then Al, NYC Hoops Collector, who was my wheels to last year's national, a very good friend of mine. Nice. Said set break in eBay listings is generally presumed that if the card was in a set, it will be in better condition than it would be if it were loose. Back in oh. the day, Cops, Fleer, Donruss, and Upper Deck would produce factory sealed sets. So that's why sellers use that term. They are implying the card is from a factory set, although that's not always the case. So you still need to be careful when you see the term set break. So it's very interesting. One little point we made about set break. Alyssa you know, got all this. I think I got three or four different responses on what set break means. So that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I learned yeah. something. Learned something. And it's nice that people are actually listening and engaged. And we love the feedback and love going back and forth, you know, with any positive or even negative constructed criticism points. We always love to hear from people. And I got a similar response on Instagram from my buddy, Brandon Thompson. He's also a listener. He's at brand T zero two, two, four on Instagram. And he said, set break means notifying buyers that if they're chasing that set, those sellers have other singles from the same set as well. So that seems to be, uh, well, we got two responses saying the same thing. Um, And speaking of those sets, I got a little bit inspired by our conversation that we had on the last episode, and I started to collect the 1984 star Larry Bird cards. You know, the 84 star cards are, again, iconic because of Jordan. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. It goes back to our other point about one main player. But then also a bunch of others. I mean, Charles Barkley's in the set, Dr. J. Um, I'm sure Magic is in the set. And so the star cards from that year, I believe there's 15 to 20 of them just about Larry Bird, just featuring Bird. And so I picked up four of them. And right now I'm in negotiations uh, with somebody on Facebook for like another 12 to 15 of the Larry Bird star cards from 1984 and they have the green border so color match i got two in a psa 8 and two in a psa 7 so i was pretty much inspired by our uh last episode and to to create these other set collecting journeys i can go on and then i was like well i'm collecting the 0304 ultimate collection autographs why not the 0203. So I picked up a Larry Bird Ultimate Collection 0203 Ultimate Signatures in a yep, PSA 9. That. I know who you got that from. He is uh he just graduated high school. Uh selling cards 03. Yeah, selling like selling sports cards, yep. Wait, yep. now you know I just realized his name Raga, is selling sports cards 03. No, never mind. I was going to say he was born in 2003. He was probably born probably born even later than that, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. It is wild, but Ragov, he's a yeah, always active, selling a lot of cards. And uh, I actually got my um, Nikola Jokic patch auto from him a while back um, and traded him my Ronaldo autograph to get that. So like that. that's kind of fun. We also mentioned that in this episode. So uh, just, just fun hobby moves that we got going on. 
and we're we're doing a lot of the collecting side which is fun i think you inspired me and we we fed off each other from that last episode uh talking about all the set collecting to um get that foundation and and some of the you got the flipping going on you got the purchases that might be flips in the future but if you have that steady collecting journey it just gives you a little security warms your heart when you can pick up things like that for the pc and doesn't make you go crazy about values all the time and and i think it's just a great other lane of the hobby to uh stay active in yep agreed agreed and uh I teased the card that I bought a few episodes back and how I'm gifting it, but I couldn't say who it was for. That card oh, yes. That card will be gifted this weekend, and I'm very excited to talk about it. I will, yeah. I will leave it at that. I will leave it at that. that is yes. Good. Yes. I, uh, I'm really excited for the reaction of that person once they get it. And we don't want to really say what card it is either because it might give it away. Or but I told you, right? Yeah, you told me in confidence, though. I wouldn't share that with the Crosstown Cardboard community. Crosstown Cardboard Confidence. Craig and Carmine. So many Cs. Wow. Well, congratulations to you. Congratulations to you on the new job. Amazing, amazing. Uh, You worked hard for that. And Thanks, bro. Nationals next month. Let's go. Yeah, congratulations to you. This calls for a celebration for the Card Club. Another couple Cs there. Are you gonna keep it going? We're celebrating good times. We are. Uh let's let's keep having fun. Oh yeah. I love that's fun. right. That's one of the big keys. Okay. Gotta keep having fun. It's a hobby. See you next week. All right, bro. Peace.